0: Greetings, all you ghouls, boos, and fiends alike. I just wanted to tack on a really quick disclaimer before this week's episode because it may have started off well, or so we thought. But, um, as Mark would say, we fell to the curse of the ghoulies, and my computer decided not to work. The audio significantly declines during the second half, I hope that this doesn't detract from your overall experience. Well, we both hope that, you know, you can still listen to this episode and enjoy it along with us. But yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know that, you know, going into this episode, it starts off fine, but around the second half, the audio significantly drops because I'm actually uh no longer at my computer. I'm speaking through <laughs> uh earbuds on a cell phone. So, with that being said, I do hope you enjoy this week's episode and uh, we'll see you around.
1: As always, I appreciate you inviting me on your adventures, but uh, this guy is pretty creepy. I think Jonathan is uh, not playing with a full deck, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, he was more like when we were kids. He seemed to be like he had his shit together, but now I don't know what's going on. And
1: I don't know why we're wearing these goofy ass sunglasses. Yeah, that's pretty weird, the sunglasses. But I'll tell you what, right now I'm going to take them off because... This uh, long car trip we had to take just to get to this dinner party, I feel pretty gross and I need to take a shower to freshen up before we go sit down there at that dinner.
0: Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, actually. Uh, well, I might be in after you're done. Just let me know.
1: That's fine. So I am going to head in and uh, it won't take me long because I know you got a shower too.
0: Okay. All right.
1: la la
2: la 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 la.
1: Uh yo. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. What's up, uh, Rob? I, I just realized that I have to go to the bathroom. That car trip really
1: did a number on me. Alright, well uh I've got soap in my eyes as it is, so I'm not gonna look. You're fine, just be sure to flush. Let me know though, so I can back away from the water. I hate getting <laughs> okay. burnt. All right. I gotcha.
2: <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You've gotta look uh, at this thing what? in the
0: Ow. toilet. What? You've what did got, you say? You've got to see this thing in the toilet here. I've never seen something
1: that big. I don't need to see what you've made in the toilet. That's, no, I'm good. It's Thank not. You. It's not from me. It was already there. Take a look at this, please. What? Give me my towel. Hold on. Let me dry my eyes. What the hell? What the fuck <sighs> is that thing in the toilet? Oh, it's moving. Ah, ah. That's disgusting. Ah. Holy shit! Oh my god! It's got eyes. Kill it with fire. Ah, Jonathan is having a housewarming party.
0: Whoa! What do you guys want to do?
2: Well, we could play hide and go seek. <laughs> yeah. What about trivial pursuit? Yeah!
0: yeah a trip. poker.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got an idea. It's still a ritual. <laughs> to do the hokey pokey and turn yourself. He knock it off. Come. I order thee. In the name of the most holy trinity.
1: Come. I order thee. Well, that was fun.
0: No, no, wait. I, I need to dismiss the spirit. So do I. Where's the bathroom?
2: <laughs> Upstairs. Unfortunately. There will be some surprise guests. They have very bad manners. And they have no respect for privacy. They'll wake up the neighbors.
1: What the hell's in there?
2: And they never take no for an answer. Man, that chick is really a screamer. (laughs) Good. Once they show up, you can never get rid of them. (laughs) Ghoulies, they'll get you in the end.
1: All right, Midnight Mass Creature Cast fans, we thank you once again for joining us on our little excursion into the creepy. Judging from that trailer we just uh, listened to, I can't say watched, listened to, you have joined us for 1984's Ghoulies. I'm Mark, and we are always uh, joined by the ever awesome. I'm just Bobby today, and you're going to have to deal with that. (laughs) Just Bobby. (laughs) Just Bobby. Just Bobby. Regular old Bobby. Except he's covered in this like. Bloopy gel, I guess that's your homage to the ghoulies. You're just going to sit there and drip all over the place.
0: Yeah, well, what I did was (laughs) I went to the store and I bought uh, an exorbitant amount of KY jelly. (laughs) And I got to tell you, the uh, lady who was ringing me out at Walgreens, you know, she was just, she thought I was going to like a sex party, I guess.
1: I was going to say it sounds like a typical weekend at my house, so (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but (laughs) yeah. KY jelly everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, we don't Scotch guard for nothing here in the Hicks house. Yeah,
0: and I um, see uh, you're you're rocking your Ray Bands this week.
1: I am. I am rocking my Ray Bands, and you look pretty spiffy in yours. I don't know if you're going to keep them on with that uh, KY jelly, but you're trying really hard, and I'm proud of you for I making am. the they, attempt. They keep slipping off my face, <laughs> but you
0: know, I'm going to make a go of it. I didn't buy these Max Headroom uh, shaded glasses for no reason at
1: all. Exactly. Know? Exactly. So now um, this pick was yours, of course. Mm-hmm. And when did you first see it, Rob? Uh, that's a tough one. I know
0: I didn't see it when it first came out because I was much too young. Um, I'm going to say maybe 87 or 88. I actually walked my ass up to the movie theater that was right around the corner because they were replaying this movie. And so I w- went in and saw it for the very first time. So
1: you saw this on the big screen? Yes that's awesome actually that's pretty cool um now i saw this not even 24 hours ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i um, as you were telling me in our preamble you you avoided this thing like the plague
1: i kind of did i will be honest with you um the poster <laughs> with the little gremlin or no, sorry ghouly not gremlin ghouly uh coming out of the toilet and just the look of the creatures themselves it, w- it was kind of off-putting to me so i kind of avoided it like the plague um mm-hmm. but i was more than happy to watch it cuz it was your pick and i I'm, I'm down for anything presented um so yeah it wasn't something i was very familiar with now i am very familiar with the producer's work that's charles band and i've seen so many like full moon feature Pictures and things that he's done, um, but this one I've not seen I've not seen this one or any of the sequels at all oh wow, um, okay yeah now have you have you seen the other four or other three I mean uh, there's four in the-
0: I believe I saw one and two, I'm not sure I saw part three, okay,
1: and so no on four there was a four, okay, so I'll take that as a no oh wow, no, I had no clue okay, yes, yes, yeah, okay, all right. All right. Um, now, before we get into the the main meat of the the movie, do you care if I do my uh, my usual uh, spiel about the director and producer and things? Are you okay with that? By all means, go for it. All right. So our director is Luca. I'm going to mutilate this, and I apologize. Bercovici. Bercovici. It's B-E-R-C-O-V-I-C-I. The only things I'm familiar with that this gentleman has done is he did Rockula in 1990. And then one that I actually love, it's called the granny with Stella Stevens from 1995. Um, Other than that, I don't know anything else this gentleman has directed.
0: Interesting. I've never seen either of those films.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Um, I don't know if I can convey this to you or anyone else listening where this will make sense. but. The movie has kind of a Italian, foreign feel to it, so it doesn't surprise me that this is our director. And I can't explain really what I mean, but it just kind of has that flair to it. So it didn't surprise me when I found out that our director was was of foreign descent, and not in a bad way. I'm not saying a bad thing because I love foreign (laughs) horror films, but it just kind of had that feel to it. But now our producer is Charles Band, and I already mentioned that, and he does like tons of like things using puppetry and stop motion kind of thing. He's, he's uh, like most known for like the puppet master films. And I think he's done like the evil bong movie. Um, He did one shrunken heads film. Like Hmm. you've seen some of these, I'm assuming Uh, of course, puppet master. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But now some of the other ones, some of the lesser known ones that you might not be associating Mr. Band with, I want to cover those. Um, he did Taurus Trap from 79, which I cannot tell anyone how much I love that movie so much. It's got Tanya Roberts and her tube top in it. Um, he did Parasite from 82. He did Terror Vision from 86. I did you see seen? Terror
0: Vision. That was awesome. I was going to
1: say, I if you haven't, I was going to make you watch that one. Um, we've already talked about From Beyond. He was an executive producer on that. Um, he did Crawl Space with the ever creepy Klaus Kinski. <laughs>
2: um
1: Now, Breeders, we did that one. He was an uncredited producer on that. Oh, my. And and another favorite one of mine, he was an executive producer on Dolls from 86, which I love that film as well.
0: I'm going to take it back to uh, From Beyond for a moment because. Sure. Little known fact, Jeffrey Combs auditioned for the role of Jonathan Graves.
1: (laughs) Yep. I thought that was so funny when I read that because I'm like, (laughs) how do you turn down Jeffrey Combs? Right. You just that's something that you don't do. No. I, I Like, what was it that made them say no? I, I can't imagine.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've got a guy who looks too old to be in college. He kind of looks like Eric Roberts a little bit. Um, And well, actually, they all look a little too old to be in college.
1: Oh, hello. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in total agreement with you on that one. Yeah. No, it's it's another one of those cases where the lesbians cast could not ever pass for their age that they're supposed to be <laughs> right. There was like 18 or 19 year olds, maybe 20, mm-hmm. but right. Yes. Definitely yeah. looked,
0: uh, closer to 30 than 20.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. 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 But you know, it's par for the course you just play along with it and, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. And then I was just going to kind of get into the other ones, I guess, as we go along, cause there's kind of a big ensemble cast really. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there is. We don't see the rest of the cast until like the the first moment of the party. Like we're we're introduced to the the two main characters. Um I'm forgetting their names. Um oh, Jonathan and Becky? Yeah, Peter Peter Leapis and uh Lisa Pelican. Correct, correct. Okay, yeah. So like we meet them first. <laughs> or no, we don't meet them first. We meet like the before like a never mind i i just messed up the entire beginning no worries (laughs) all
1: right so basically our movie opens we got the like a close-up of teeth and a nose and eyes uh and then we see like the altar with the white robed figures kind of coming into it and then we've got our black robed figure Uh, he's got those cool horns at the top yeah that was pretty awesome Mhm and we've got the uh, the chanting and everything and they got the, the the one uh robed figure the female one approaches and she's got this like little swaddled baby in the black uh cloth um and then so she puts the baby on the altar and and, and then she screams no when he like raises the dagger but i'm like <laughs> what else did you think he was going to do with the baby on the altar
0: right was he going to uh, anoint the baby in oil
1: or <laughs> right <laughs> Because I'm like, once you bring that baby to a black mass, nothing good is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But then he's like, you promise. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, oh, sorry, I'm no, sorry. I
0: was just going to cut into like a merciful fate where it's like
1: drinking the blood of the newborn child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I, that was my favorite. I know people like Dancing Queen, but that was my favorite ABBA song. <laughs> um <laughs> it had such a good beat. You could really dance to it. Um, and then he's like, you promised. She's like, not our child. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so then this is where that gentleman in white, kind of from the back, like rushes up and grabs the baby and runs out with it. Oh yeah. The the bearded guy. Yeah. The bearded guy. Um, and then, um, so now we, uh, there's, it seems like there's a certain time period around this time. Cause this came out in the eighties where they love the like flashing, like blue bolts of lightning.
0: Yeah. Cause it, a lot of it was in Highlander. It was in
1: like so many it, other it films. To, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Everyone had that. They loved it. But anyway, so you get to do your little like the blue bolts, um, bounce off the child and everything. And, and the man scoops it up and runs off. Well, now he's all mad at the mother and, um, he, like she's kind of like, how would you explain, like bent back on the ground and her chest starts to rip.
0: Oh, yeah. No I was getting alien vibes from that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then I love the part where they've got the little like the little ghoulies and they're biting at her fingers and everything. <laughs> and it's, I know it's.
0: um ghoulies came out first but all i could think about was like the trolls in uh the movie troll where it's like urba, urba, bray, 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 bray. you know just <laughs> singing it because it looked like the trolls from the troll movie like the little creatures there. oh yeah i could
1: totally see what you're saying i could totally see what you're saying yes yeah, so um, like some puppetry a, magic going on exactly this is the time when all of these like little critter you know things kind of like ruled the uh the cinema because you had like gremlins and you had, you know, these guys. Yeah. You, you had, had critters, yep, critters, Pearl, like you were saying. Yeah. And critters. Yeah. There was like all these like little creatures, like taking over the cinema
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, really quick before we get in, you know, too far gone. So the gentleman in the black robes, his character is Malcolm, Malcolm graves. And he's played by Michael Debar. So this gentleman is quite the singer. They wanted him to actually front for Queen after Freddie Mercury passed away. Really? And he turned it down. Now, do you remember back? I I think it was more 90s, I believe, but Power Station. Do you remember that band? No, I do not. Okay, so two of the members of Duran Duran. Uh, I forget where the there was an African-American member and then Robert Palmer got together and they were called Power Station. <laughs> well, whenever Robert Palmer couldn't appear with them, this gentleman, Michael Dubar, would take his place. So he's quite the singer. Huh. But also, as far as filmography goes, he was in I Love This Movie It's To Sir With Love with Sidney Poitier um, in 67. He did Eye Monster, which is a really fun, hokey monster flick from 71. I'm pretty sure we talked about Waxwork. He was in Waxwork 2, Lost in Time, from 92. Okay, yeah, I think we talked about that. Okay, and you've seen that, correct? Um, The Waxwork ones? I saw the first one, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, interestingly enough... Uh, He worked with uh, David Lynch in Mulholland Drive from 2001. There's a lot of people in here who have worked with um, David Lynch on films. Most notably, the next actor I'm going to talk about who plays Wolfgang, and that's the gentleman who sweeps the child away and runs him to safety. Okay, the guy with the beard. Oh, yeah. That actor, yeah, that actor is Jack Nance. He has been, basically, he's like David Lynch's darling. He was in Eraserhead. He did Dune. He was in Black Velvet. um, He played the character of Pete Martell in uh, all the Twin Peaks series. He was in Wild at Heart and Lost Highway. Those are all David Lynch films that this gentleman has been in. Now, he was also in The Blob from 88 that we've already covered. So I thought that was kind of cool wow, what part did he play in The Blob? I knew you were going to do that to me because I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't remember him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have uh-huh. to look on uh, IMDb, but yeah, he was in The Blob as well. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I love so how he's like, all
0: these characters, I mean, not characters, but these um, cast members kind of tie into like other films that we've watched.
1: I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really do like when that happens because it's like, you can make that connection. It's just like, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, so I just want to get those two, like, you know, kind of covered and out of the way just because, um, there's so many, this is like a really big ensemble cast and I just, I'm kind of, so it's not so top heavy at the front of it. I'm just kind of trying to like, you know, kind of cover everybody like in pieces as we go, because there are a lot of people in this film. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the blob thing really quick and he's not, I don't see him like close to the top. So he probably had a very small minute part in the film for mm-hmm. the blob, but he, he is credited it as being in the blob.
0: Maybe he was like one of the townspeople like as an extra or whatever.
1: Yeah. Something like that. I imagine. Or maybe he just, I wonder if maybe they began filming and he actually uh, played the Kevin Dillon role and they thought he just didn't have the chemistry with Sean. Smith. <laughs> which which fun creepy fact i actually kind of have a crush on him I, i always kind of thought there's something about him i just find intriguing i can't explain it but anyway we'll move on um so now this movie loves voiceovers which i find kind of interesting for this type of film oh the narration yeah yeah so we have a voiceover that the child had been saved and so it seemed that uh that uh, appears that uh, Malcolm had has uh, died a horrible death.
0: Yeah, because and, we uh, don't see, you know, we don't see anything about it yes, other than that weird exactly gravestone pushed into the ground a little too far.
1: Right, right, right. And now the young man has has inherited a large estate, and he stumbles upon the grave. Um, and we are. This is where we're introduced to our basically lead jonathan graves who is the descendant of malcolm and becky rebecca or beck because he calls her all these different things but becky rebecca and that's his girlfriend his love interest and she's creeped out um she's all all of a sudden she's uh frightened by wolfgang who looks much older because his beard is bigger <laughs> and that's the one who saved Jonathan in the beginning yeah and the Actor playing Jonathan is Peter Lapis, L-I-A-P-I-S. And I apologize if I am pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, he actually reprises his role in Ghoulies 4 from 94. And then he was in Wishmaster from 97 as well.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Wishmaster.
1: Now, if you ask me what character, I will climb through this mic and beat you, Rob. So don't do that to me.
0: Hey, what character?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh now, Becky, the girlfriend, is played by Lisa Pelican. So she was in a movie called Jennifer from 78 which is awesome. And a lot of people say that it is like a uh like a sister piece to the movie Car- Carrie by Robert no by Brian De Palma. Which have you ever seen Carrie, Rob? Oh, of course I have. Okay, okay. So the premise of this one is Jennifer has basically the same abilities as Carrie, but she's being raised by her father. And like the fan base of this film basically has that, you know, cause Carrie doesn't have a father figure in her life mm-hmm. and she has all these powers. Well, so the fan base has said that basically Carrie's father had ran away with this daughter and he's raising her. And so it's like the, the family split and the dad took her and mom was raising Carrie. So dad's raising Jennifer, who, which would be Carrie's sister.
3: Oh, so but it's a very cool got, movie.
1: Uh, they both got telekinetic powers and and all that. Exactly. Yeah, but it's okay. a really fun movie. Um, it's not. This is all just fan, you know, fan fiction, or whatever. But the movie's really cool. She was also in Return to Blue Lagoon from '91. Now it's a lame movie because it's PG-13, so you don't get like any flesh at all, like the first one. <laughs> but it has, and I I can never say her name right, but I love her so much, Mila. D- 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 help me. Mila Mila Jovovich? Yes. Thank you. I can never say her name, but I love her so much. Oh, wow. Um, She must've been super young in that. Yeah. She probably was in 91, but I want to ask you something. Have you ever heard Mila's album, The Divine Comedy? No, I haven't. I love that album so much. And anyone like listening to this, I implore you to give it a listen because it's so good. It's like. Like, if I could be on a desert island, they're like, what album would you want with you? I would want that with me. It's, like, so good. I love that album so much. Anyway. I didn't um, even know she was an artist, a singer. Unfortunately, yeah, it didn't do well, and she just kind of gave up on the singing thing. But, like, I love it so, so much. Like, I I love it so much. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I want to take the opportunity to, to plug her album because it's amazing. Anyway, um, so those are the 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 main people that were kind of going to follow throughout the entire film. Okay, we good?
0: Mhm. We are good.
1: Okay. Um so now, uh from there we are um in, in the house in the library and they're kind of perusing through the books and they find like the black magic ritual and the grimoire and this is where the little rat scares Rebecca. Oh yeah, we get that little jump scare. Mhm. Mhm. Um and then um he like Jonathan basically divvies up the clean responsibilities. He's going to take one part of the house. She's going to take the other. And then he heads downstairs. um, And then that's when like the door kind of like creaks open and reveals like the dark cellar. Ah, yes. The hidden chamber, (laughs) the hidden chamber. And he's got his candle light or his candle. And so he goes down there to investigate with his candlelight and everything. Um, and he spies, like, there's kind of like an image, but there's like all this dirt on the floor. So he's going to kind of sweep it away a little bit to reveal what it is.
0: Yeah. And it uh, we see it a little bit later on in the film, but the drawings look like they came directly from like the key of Solomon, the lesser key of Solomon, uh, those, uh, those, uh, those kind of wards and shit. So, thank like if, you. If you're into Rob. like the magic kind of stuff, like I was, it just—I uh, don't know—it it, it's like an Easter egg for people
1: like me. That's awesome, thank you. Because I—I d- mean, I knew it was something like occultish, but I didn't know exactly what it was. I thought it was hopscotch. So, thank hopscotch. you. Hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also spies like this small, like wooden crate, and there's clothing inside of it and a book of spells. Mm. Yeah, his daddy's robe. hmm. Exactly. Yep. 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 And now it's dinner time and, uh, he's no, he's basically got his self. He's like nose deep inside the book and, uh, Becky decides she wants to throw a party.
0: Yeah. Cause like what better way when you inherit a new house than to have a housewarming party with a lot of, uh, I wanted to say teenagers, but they're not teenagers. <laughs> no, they're so- <laughs> not. <laughs>
1: Um, well, don't you think... I'm imagining they're supposed to be college students. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I think the image they're trying to convey is like they're all in college.
1: Right, yeah. But even so, they still look... Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get stuck <laughs> on their ages. But yeah, they look older. Anyway, um, now, I may have a different spin on this than you do, but... the This is one of those horror movies where they just throw so many people in there and it's, I feel like I need a scorecard to keep track of them.
0: Yeah. And also, I don't know if it's just me, but like when uh, the guests are arriving for the party, it reminded me
1: of a John Hughes film. Yes, it does very much. So yes, yes. I totally agree with you on that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what the hell's happening here? (laughs) You know? And I also thought. So strange. I wouldn't want those people at my party. Like, no, the, the, especially no. the two on the bike that show up, like, pretty much already inebriated. I'm like, I would not want you in my new home. <laughs> yeah,
0: and the guy who looks like uh, David Boreanaz, who you would know from that movie Valentine, I guess.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy who's got three first names. Yeah. Uh, it's like Keith <laughs> Keith Joe Dick or something but like you that. Call- I got it right. It can- is. It's Keith Joe Dick. I'm <laughs> you like, can you call can't me me afford Dick. a last name. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah.
0: um Yeah. And so it's like there were two lookalikes here. It's like that they had the one guy main character who looked like Eric Roberts, and then this guy who looks like David borianas and kind of playing a, an Andrew Dice Clay almost role.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna throw one more in there because I really felt like the one who wore sunglasses all the time. Um, he's Mike in the movie. He's played by Scott Thompson. To me, he could be Tim Robbins. I, he was like a oh, totally. I could not place it, but now that you mention it, yes, I can see yeah. that. Cause Walt's like, they really wanted Tim Robbins, they couldn't afford him. I'm like, gosh, yes, you're <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So that wow. I could I could not help thinking that with him. Anyway, so yeah, so this whole group of like revelers arrive, uh, and they're drunk and smoking and there's loud music. And then the one that they call Toad Boy, there's no reason for him to be talking in my book. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that no. There's absolutely no reason for most of the stuff that he
1: does. It's just yeah, it's just also odd. Um, so these are my basic notes because it was the names weren't really flowing freely at first. So there's the leather jacket girl who gives um, Keith Joe Dick the cold shoulder, shoulder, and then <laughs> the the sweater dress girl who went out with Mark Toad Boy um <laughs> yeah, i just and then the leather jacket decides she wants a beer and then um there's the the obnoxious dancer the sunglass guy he's like spinning around on the floor he's I, dropping like, joints and pills all over the floor right <laughs> and then in big letters i wrote down i can't wait for everyone to die <laughs> <laughs> oh but anyway if you don't care before before we go too much further, I'm just going to get all of these people out of the way if you don't care. Go for it. Okay. So I paired them up too, because I kind of feel that the movie did that as well. Oh, so the yeah. First, they, were, they were always paired off. Uh huh. So the first pairing I'm going to do is Sunglass Guy, not Tim Robbins, but the gentleman's name is Mike, which took me forever to figure that out. I swear they didn't say his name till the very end of the movie. So that's Scott Thompson. He actually has been like a ton of things that I'm familiar with. He was uncredited in Smoking the Bandit from 77, because God knows I love Burt Reynolds. Um, He also was in Parasite from 82. That movie just keeps popping up. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High from 82. He was in Frightmare from 83. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but that would be a fun one to cover. No, I've never seen that. Okay, he did RoboCop, but he was an uncredited in that one from 87. Again, Casual Sex. I love that movie from 88 with Leah Thompson and Victoria Jackson. And I wrote this down in case you asked me. He was in Twister. And he was uh, Jason Preacher Rowe. And Twister was from 97.
0: Okay. And okay. to of to note, he was in Police Academy and Police Academy 4 which uh, I just found out now because I'm on IMDb. But that's pretty cool because I love the Police Academy films.
1: Do you really? That's fun. Now, there's another one. I think it was called Night Patrol with, like, Linda Blair. Do you remember that one? No. It was kind of like a ripoff of, like, the Police Academy movies. They're like, hey, we could put this out, too. Okay, I was just curious if you saw that one. Interesting. No. When I think of Linda Blair, I think horror films. And then, like I said, I grouped them together. So I just wrote down Lover. Uh, for Eddie. And that was David Dayan. Now this gentleman only had two movies against all odds, which I never really saw. And then this one. So that's pretty much his acting career. Um, I just put down lover because they were like inseparable throughout the movie. And I just read into that. Now. Okay. Who was that? I'm- so they, they were together the whole time. So sunglasses guy always had a sidekick. Oh, okay. The, the guy with all the drugs. Yes. Okay. They were yeah. always together. Yeah. So that was Eddie. Okay. Okay. Now my second grouping was sweater dress. Okay. That sweater. was Donna <laughs> and Toad boy. <bull. laughs> right. Okay. Now Donna, we have to spend some time with because she's like Hollywood royalty. Really? Yes. The actress is Mariska Hargit, Hargate. Har- Hargate. Hargate. Okay, so the actress herself, she did one episode of Freddie's Nightmares from '88. She was in Lake Placid from '99, and then she did a Taylor Swift video for Bad Blood in 2015. But most importantly for this actress, her mom was Jane Mansfield. No way. And her yes, and her dad was Mickey Hargitay. Who's that, Mickey so, Rourke? No, not No, Mickey <laughs> Hargitay was a. He started off as like a think arnold schwarzenegger like a like a a weightlifter who parlayed that into acting okay okay all right so now you know jane mansfield Mm -hmm. okay all right so they were married for a while and that she's the daughter of them and like jane mansfield um she was in like the girl can't help it um kiss them for me which actually are you you're susie the banshees fan correct yes i am okay so that song kiss them for me is actually about jane mansfield which you probably know that um, no, I didn't know that you did not or, or did. No, I didn't. Oh, it is like, listen to the lyrics. It's totally about Jane Mansfield. Um, Cause you know how she passed away, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. And then, so, uh, um, the two of them, Jane and Mickey worked on some films together. Like they were both in the loves of Hercules. Cause I love Peplin films. Those beefy beefcake men. Um, and then they were both in uh, Will Success Spoil Rock Hunter, and they'd done a couple of it together. And then I also really like Mickey Hargitay. He did uh, Bloody Pit of Horror from 65 and Lady Frankenstein from 1971. So Mariska is actually a pretty cool catch to have in this film, I think, especially for what this was. Because it's kind of like a low-budget one. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a big-budget Hollywood production thing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's definitely low-budget right there.
1: Right. And then, so Sweater Dress was involved with Argyle Sweater Guy, Toad Boy. Argyle Mark. Sweater.
0: Okay. I love these uh, descriptions here, man.
1: It was so hard for me to keep these people all together. So that's Ralph Seymour. And he was in Making It, the TV show from 79. He was in nine episodes of that. The reason I have to talk about that is because it had David Naughton from An American World in London. And everyone knows I love him.
2: <laughs>
1: then, did, did you ever see Just Before Dawn? From 81. No, I've never seen that. So it was another one of those, like, this kind of spun off from Friday the 13th where you throw people in the forest and there's people out to kill them. It was one of those films. Uh, He was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure from 85. He did Killer Party from 86. And wait for it, he was Sergeant from The Relic from 97, which we talked about. I'm trying to remember Sarge. I'm guessing he was probably like one of the military or one of the police officers in the film. If he was named Sergeant.
0: Okay. Maybe the he guy was Sergeant. Who, who cried when the other guy got ripped in half, he's like, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd like to think so. All right. And then our last pair that I have is, and I'm using the word stud because that's what they were trying to make him out as. I didn't really think of him as that, but that's what they were playing him up as was Dick played by Keith Jodick, which I refuse to believe that's his you know, birth given name. Three first names, right? I know, I know. Um, the only thing I had by him that I've ever seen was that, um, it's like a parody of ice skating called Blades of Glory from 2006 with Will Ferrell and uh, John Heater. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, he played Skate Tree in that one. And then the girl who I just called Leather Chick or Bad Girl, um, was Robin and that was, uh, Shireen Kathleen. And the only thing I knew her from was girls just want to have fun from 85 that had Sarah Jessica Parker and Shannon Doherty in it.
0: Okay. Definitely did not see that one.
1: Yeah. Cause you were too young for that one. That was more my time. Like the, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. You kind of missed that one. That wouldn't have appealed to you because you were too young. Well, I remember the Cyndi Lauper song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Right, and they wouldn't let them use that in the movie, so they had to actually get someone else (laughs) to sing it. (laughs) Okay, so those are all our people, and we're going to be moving on here. So they're basically at the dinner party deciding what kind of game they should play. Which I love movies like this because I don't think adults really feel the need to play games at dinner parties, or at least the ones that I've been to. I don't right, really feel right. Right, and who like the hell comes need.
0: up with Trivial Pursuit?
1: Well, or like hide and seek or charades. Yeah, them. that that too. Yeah, and then someone brings up strip poker and. I'm like, no, because there's not a single I can't speak for you, but there's not a single one of these people that I want to see nude. I'm like, no, you can all keep your clothes on, which well, is a rarity for me. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm kind of into the redhead and into the bad girl. But other than that, it's like I wouldn't play strip poker with any of these people.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I'm like all the men, just please put more clothes on. for me. <laughs> I've got these winter coats. Could you put them on? Um but then Jonathan gets the bright idea like, hey, let's do a ritual in the cellar. Right.
2: Cause so, he's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he's been reading that magic book all day. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I love how quickly he gets into this too. There's not even like a, like a ease in part or anything like that. He's like, bam, I'm all into this right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let's go conjure the devil. <laughs> exactly. So he draws that like circle on the floor with chalk and he, uh puts this um the uh triangle drawing uh at the like kind of the head of the circle where everybody is because he's drawn it around them and inside of the the he uh north point he puts a rock and he puts a candle at the south point and he starts his incantation he gets all pissed off when someone uh does a little hokey pokey line he gets mad about that
0: oh yeah that uh, was um the two lovers there
1: yeah yeah and then um Basically, he starts his conjuring and everything. And um, the, who is it? Robin, the leather girl. She just kind of like disappears. Cause at first we were watching it and I thought maybe it was like a goof or something. Cause this movie has more than its fair share of those. Cause I like turned to Walt and I'm like, where's the leather girl? She's gone. Yeah. She just like bounced out of there. And I thought it was like a flaw in the film. Like, you know, the, like continuity error. But then uh, eventually someone is like, where's where's Robin? Uh, and then they all go to find her.
0: Does, uh, do they explain how she kind of ended up out there at the gravestone? Or
1: No, no. Of course. No, not. they did not. No. Um, and then the host is like, wait a minute, I have to dismiss the spirit. But they've already all headed off on their own <laughs> like merry way to go find her. And we all know what happens when you don't dismiss a spirit. (laughs) Exactly. And then we get that real quick shot of Wolfgang, like in his room, how he jumps, how he like jumps awake from his sleep. Yeah. The evil one has awakened. Mm -hmm. And then we get that uh, basement shot and it's all misty. And the little creature appears in the uh, triangle. Yep. So now I said the
0: summoning was a dud at first, like in my notes, I was like, ah, summoning is a dud. And then you know, little to my knowledge or my memory, it was like, of course it was a dud because he didn't dismiss the spirit. And then it showed up later
1: on. So Mm -hmm. it did. It did. And then we have, uh, Mike and Ed, Eddie, um, they're looking all around and they come in that room with the creepy doll.
0: Oh, that stupid ass thing that reminded me of poltergeist.
1: Yeah. But on a budget. Right,
0: on a definite, <laughs> on a very strict budget.
1: Exactly. Uh, and it's in a rocking chair, and the two of them look in a closet, and then all of a sudden it pops out at them from the closet, and they kind of like freak out, and they leave really fast from that room.
0: Right, because it's like, didn't, wasn't that thing in the chair just a minute ago? and, and
1: it, There it is in the closet. It's in the closet, yeah. So yeah. There's, it, there's ghoulie happenings. And then now we've got Robin, and she's outside the grate. Again, like you said, we have no idea, like— how she got there or anything. I, I'm assuming it just like drew her there. I'm guessing. Um, and then, um, Oh, Dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dick and John find her there. And, um, she's like basically transfixed at the headstone. Yeah. Um, she's like staring then, at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then John actually gives like the, the headstone a glare too, as well. And then it's morning and we have, uh, John decides he's going to withdraw from his uh, classes this quarter and just focus on the cleaning up the place. And Becky's not so sure that she wants him to do that. She'd rather he wait for graduation. Um, And she's not really sold on the whole idea of fixing up the house over his education. But you know what? He's a grown boy. and He could do what he wants. Yeah. He's uh, Eric Roberts. (laughs) He can do whatever he (laughs) wants. I'll do what I want. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and then, so it's, uh, another morning shot, you know, and Becky is, uh, heads out to her car. And then we see that Jonathan's kind of watching her from a distance up in the window and we get the cleaning montage of him. And he, once again, he's drawn to the basement and we get another voiceover and we're, are, um, uh, privy to a scene of him in the basement with that box of clothes we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So then John goes to his like makeshift altar that he's made down there, um, which in my mind this is like the most horrifying man cave anyone could ever create. Uh, <laughs> and it gives that it was disturbed because it
0: was like already created, but it had in it um that it looked like a fence made of swords. Yeah. I wanna say like
1: that back fence area. It's very weird, very weird. Yeah. And so he gives his dagger, like, the kiss, and he opens his book up. Um, and then he's, like, repainting the symbols on the floor. How did he know all this? Is it just from, like, two days of
0: reading that book?
1: See, with, as far as the symbols go, I'm thinking, because, you know, he could kind of see them. I think he was just, like, touching it up. Like, I can kind of see it, so I'm going to follow it with my brush. And, you know, that's what I'm imagining. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe he went to Home (laughs) Depot. then he went to Home Depot. Right. And just got the stencils. That's what, you know, just the punch out stencils. Yeah.
0: But then he heated up that um, metal, almost coin looking thing and engraved
1: it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Rob's uh, not Rob. Walt's like, he's really handy with that thing. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But then he's a blacksmith. uh, Clearly, clearly, the devil (laughs) works in mysterious ways. Um, Right. And then I want to do like that. Do you remember the leather kits that you could like punch things out and like make designs in leather. You can make belts and purses and stuff. I want him to do that next, like demonic purses, demonic belts. <laughs> I re- I remember seeing those advertised on TV. Yeah, that's what I want to do next. Anyway, so. So. And then have like a whole demonic like craft booth. <laughs> like <in> a, <laughs> like at a bake sale. and There's like demonic <laughs> belts. I don't know. It's like all the things you need to give libations right. unto the dark lord <laughs> and it's like a demonic keychain he's made <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry okay anyway i'm back so becky comes home and she's going about how the house looks great and uh you know becky's so proud of him and i put down my mo- in my notes thank you dark lord um and then um this is where like you were just talking about that he made like a talisman and he gives it to her and uh he says it'll protect her from everything and he, she's supposed to like leave it on and never take it off which yeah. i'm like wouldn't you question that but she was just fine with it no big deal so yeah, i
0: love how people do, are just so nonchalant they're like
1: okay you can okay. put it on
0: me, right
1: and, yeah i won't question <laughs> what it's gonna protect me from everything you know no whatever so it's nighttime at the tombstone and uh jonathan's there and he's like freezing he's just staring at the grave um and this is where becky bounces out and she says it's dinner time but he's not going to eat he's fasting all of a sudden <laughs> intermittent fasting <laughs> right and she's like well i cooked dinner um and he's just like no i'm not going to eat and she storms off all irate and um and <clears throat> <laughs> and it's the same night and the Johnson's all like decked out in his gear with a giant Poseidon thing. He's got conjuring things up from a fountain. I know. Right. Didn't it look like he was. Oh,
0: there's just so many things in this movie that did not make sense. And seeing that as an adult, as opposed to being a child and watching it, it's just like, this is utterly ridiculous.
1: Well, it really did look like they just stopped off at spirit Halloween store. <laughs> was it around back then? I it, I but for all intents and purposes, like it really did look like it didn't look like it was made for him. It looked like they just picked up off the rack, like at a Halloween store, to me. Yeah, I just I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> he's conjuring things up from the fountain outside, and it's like a hideous, like little ghoulie comes up out of the water, and the little rat-looking ghoulie comes up out of the ground, and there's that red kind of. It's got like little pointy things off its wings, and it's up in the tree. And there's one with all the. What little...
0: about that the spider web one? Yeah, like that's was a... that a was that a spider or was that just like a something got trapped in a cobweb?
1: it got like it's, it's very teethy. It's got like lots of teeth, and that's in the web. Yeah, yeah, and then I said. <laughs> He says, welcome to the world. And I said, welcome to the world, bad puppets. Because they, (laughs) to me, they couldn't fool anyone. They just, they look so shoddily made to me.
0: Oh, Uh, yeah, definitely. And you know, when he said, welcome to the world, it brought me back to the line in Troll where he was like, welcome, brother elf. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, God, no.
1: Yeah, they just, it's... And I don't mean to be mean because someone worked on these things. You know, I'm sure they took pride in them. It, they, they look very rushed to me. Like, had they had more time in production, they would have looked more convincing. But it looks to me like they said, oh, and we need them tomorrow. You know, like. Yeah. They,
3: the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, oh, no. I didn't, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh no, that's all I really had to say. They just look so rushed to me. Oh, well it's um it says with creature effects by Stan Winston.
0: And I was like, are you serious?
1: Really? I feel
0: Yeah, very- if you if you look at it, maybe Stan Winston kind of uh gave up on the project, but it was like it was supposed to be directed by Charles Band with creature effects by Stan Winston, so maybe that was the plan originally but they couldn't get stan winston to do it and whoever created those little ghoulies is like the creature effects master that we got
1: or did they just ask stan how to spell the word creature (laughs) and then they just put his name on the movie thank you mr winston (laughs) but he also oh go ahead yeah, it says it began as a
0: project called Beasties, with uh, directed by Charles Band and creature effects by Stan Winston. And they both worked together on the monster movie Parasite in 82. So it doesn't say anything else about Stan Winston here, though.
1: Interesting. I don't know. And I certainly don't mean to be mean. I really don't. I, I, it's, I don't mean to be mean. I don't want anyone to think that I'm coming off... <laughs> i is a is a sour apple or anything like that it just they just seem so very rushed is the way I would
0: say it's it. all so goofy I mean it's like the the
3: original premise for the movie, which I would have loved to see is the one about um that it was a kid moving into his grandfather's house and
0: finding out that the inspiration for his grandfather's stories are living in the house and trying to kill him. Now that oh. would have been a much better concept than the one we got where, you know, the ritual chamber and everything. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think if they had more time to work on this film, maybe that concept, the original concept would have come to
1: life. Um, interesting. And who knows how the creatures would have looked. Right. Yeah. That's interesting like i'd be curious if there's any child anywhere that was frightened by these things <laughs>
0: well apparently according to the the director they said that because of the movie poster with the ghoulie popping out of the toilet that they got angry letters from their parents because their children were afraid to use the toilet after seeing that movie poster
1: so this is horrible and you've got to realize i'm telling this is something Little Fat Mark did, not Grown-Up Mark, okay?
0: (laughs) Grown-Up Skinny Mark and
1: Little Fat Mark. (laughs) Yeah, this is Little Fat Mark. Okay, so clearly everyone in the world realized I was gay before I realized it. Okay, so my best friend Jackie, her mother would not allow boys to come over when she wasn't there except for me. (laughs) <laughs> because I was clearly not a threat of doing anything. <laughs> so whenever she had to babysit her little brother David, I would come over and <laughs> hang out with Jackie. Well, one night while we were babysitting him, the exorcist was on. And he we wanted to watch it and he kept getting out of bed. So I somehow we got the bright idea to tell him that the exorcist lived in the toilet. <laughs> and it scared him what so the- bad that he began wetting the bed for like weeks because of what we did oh wow yeah so that was a really bad choice on our part telling this little kid <laughs> the exorcist lived in the toilet so that's my toilet story for <laughs> yes that was a horrible thing that jackie and i did to david anyway okay so oh my goodness yeah it was horrible um so now okay so now it's a new day and. um it's jonathan's still in the basement chanting as the little ghoulies watch and we get our lightning bolts and it rains in the basement
0: (laughs) oh yeah and this is when uh rebecca becky or bex whatever she whatever you want yeah yeah and he's uh he's wearing some really weird green contact lenses Mm -hmm. that apparently the pupils are going like one of them is looking forward and the other pupil is kind of like up in the corner (laughs) did you notice that i know yeah it was very odd yeah they looked painful to me too yeah what's up with those contact lenses and it's just like i wonder if anybody else noticed that and did they try to fix it or did they just like not even care because you know there was no hd television back then
1: right right well i had there's a couple questions so There were so many candles. I actually thought maybe he had set off the fire alarm. Like the sprinkler (laughs) system. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, are they not worried about their homeowner's insurance? Like, because that would flood the basement, I would think, with all that rain.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what else? Didn't it sound like to you when he was doing, when he was chanting one of those words, didn't it sound like he was saying continuously suplex, suplex, suplex? (laughs) That's all I heard.
1: Yeah, he may (laughs) have been. And then this is where I wrote down that the puppets are fugly which is fucking (laughs) ugly. (laughs)
2: They
0: are. They're they're horrible.
1: Okay. Now, oh go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I suppose they
0: were meant to be ugly though, because you know they weren't supposed to look pretty.
1: Yeah, I think I meant more like I I'm still put off by they just look so cheap. Oh, okay. Like, they
0: look like really bad rubber uh, rubber things.
1: Yeah, they do, they do. Okay, but now, okay, so, Becky, she comes running down. There's water pouring, for really all intents and purposes, no, no like, real reason, pouring down. His eyes are green. Maybe she caught a glimpse of these ghoulies you know, and he's dressed like this. She just runs up to the kitchen mad. And so I uh, hate, hate cooking the eggs. Yeah. I would want answers, but I would want them from my, like, parents' home where I have fled to. <laughs> you, would, <laughs> you would call from a safe location. Yeah, because this is some really weird shit going on in the basement. Oh, definitely. Know? Yeah, and she's just upstairs mad. I'm like, to me, that's not at all how a rational person would handle this situation.
0: <laughs> Maybe in the 80s, that's how they handled
1: it. I guess. Or is she, she, Is he like somehow controlling her already? He's like kind of got a hold on her? Because to me, it's just so weird that she's sticking around after seeing all that.
0: Yeah. But I wonder if if he had even a modicum of control over her, like why would she be so angry?
1: I, it's so yeah exactly to, to me it's just so weird but anyway so like sh- she's ignoring it first you know like wet john's attempt to talk to her and finally he like gets through to her and because you know he's she's like he's become a stranger that i don't even know and i'm like you think because his eyes look like green. he was
0: gonna choke her yeah
1: yeah yeah but anyway he promises that he loves her and he'll stop and i'm thinking that's a blatant lie we know he's not gonna stop
0: <laughs> right. He knows he's not going
1: to stop. Yeah. And he's making promises that he cannot keep. Mm-hmm. So now we're in, it's night and they're in bed and we get shirtless John, which I didn't need that to see ever in my life. <laughs> lights that candle and climbs into bed with his tidy whities on. And then Becky enters with her nightgown. Um, and she uh, did you know she's, she's still wearing that little talisman talisman. Yeah. Right she
0: still had that on
1: hmm. And they bro- both profess their love for each other. And there's some kissing and a bit of writhing going on. And the little fuzzy and, ghoulie. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> they're watching. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and then like there's the hex thing drawn underneath the bed that starts like illuminating kind of that bluish glow.
0: Yeah. And there's a ghoulie there like mm-hmm. watching it glow and it's like getting all happy and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then John starts chanting, and he freaks her out.
0: Right, he's just saying suplex over and over <laughs> and over again. And
1: That, of course, Rebecca is a real mood killer. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the floor, she sees it's like Ula, E-L-O-A-H, which I don't... Does that mean something to you, Ula, E-la, Elo? Mm, no,
0: I... Unless it's just half a word that I'm seeing, but no, it doesn't make sense oh, okay.
1: to me. I didn't know if it was like something like, you know, a that we need to know that I just wasn't privy to.
0: I don't okay. think so. I think they were just picking and choosing like certain things from whatever books they could read.
1: Okay. Well, then finally she's had enough. Like this is what push her, pushes her over the edge, not the rain in the basement for no reason. And she's done with black magic. She's done with the rituals and she's done with the lies and she's leaving. So now we have the basement and Jonathan's in full, full gear and there's mist and there's chanting. And then he conjures up these two small like individuals.
0: Yeah. And for little people, they were even small.
1: Yes. Now, those two people real quick, if you don't mind, because I think they deserve their just do like everyone else in this film. Um, Absolutely. It is Grizzle. And that's Peter Risch, R-I-S-C-H or Reich. Um, Now, there was the Lord of the Rings cartoon that I remember when it aired on TV from 78. Um, He did a voice in that. Now, Charles Band, I believe, will do anything for money. And he put out a film called Auditions in 1978. And it was an X-rated film. And It was basically, and I'm using like air quotes that no one can see, people auditioning for like Skinamax level movies and Skinamax is like it's kind of like softcore movies, so it's mm-hmm. okay. So he did that movie, uh, as well. And then he was in sec- something Wicked This Way Comes, which I really like that movie. It's like when Disney, like in the 80s, Disney kind of like dipped their toe in like young adult horror movies, and that was one of them. And he was in that, uh, and then like. For a brief time, Yoko Ono actually put out some kind of cool dance music, uh, and he was in her video for Hell in Paradise from 85. So that's Grizzle. That's the male. And the female counterpart was Greedy Guts. Greedy Guts? <laughs> greedy Guts. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't clue into it until I read it on paper when I took my notes. And I'm like, that's just basically calling her fat. She's a Greedy Guts. Anyway, which the actress really was not. But anyway, the actress is uh, Tamara D. Troy, T-R-E-U-X. And I apologize. I think it's Tro. Tro, probably you're right. DeTro, I bet you're right. All right. Now she was in um, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark from 73, which I love that movie. Did I ever share the story of that movie with you, Rob? No, you didn't. So, okay, Fat Mark is at his grandmother's house with his father. In, another it, fat Mark story. oh yeah, this is a great <laughs> one, Rob. So the house is like a ranch style house. so they're at one end in the kitchen talking and fat marks at the other end and I'm pretty sure I had my sandals on with my my uh Terry cloth socks pulled up all the way and my shorts and my really tight Terry cloth shirt. and I'm watching this movie, okay so in the room I'm watching it at in at. There were sliding glass closet doors and then a smaller set above. Okay. So, fat Mark's all into this. And it's basically about these little creatures that live in this fireplace that Kim Darby had opened up and let them escape without realizing it. Right when they come on screen, the actual place where I'm at had a small earthquake, but enough to vibrate the doors open of the closet where Mark was Ooh. sitting. Scared the shit out of little fat Mark, who took off running as fast as his little fat legs (laughs) could take him, and I just tore off into the kitchen because I was scared shitless. Did you go through sliding glass doors and hurt? I almost did. That my grandmother and grandfather were like, "What happened? What happened?" And I had to explain to it, but it was the most coolest interactive feeling I've ever had with a movie ever because I was just sure those creatures were coming out to get Fat Mark. Um,
0: I would have thought the same thing, man. Like it's you know coincidental at, at oh, man. best, but you know it's just like the perfect timing for something to happen and you're just oh. like the hell with
1: this it was terrifying <laughs> and fate truly gave me a gift that day with the with that one that was amazing of anyway and then she also appeared in rockula where she played bat dork so dork Bat dork yes exactly okay and then now she's also credited for et the extraterrestrial and the credit she's given is special et movement and i don't know Hmm. was it the scene where he was uh defecating in elliot's mouth (laughs) i think that was the scene they cut so I don't know.
0: Yeah, that was definitely the scene. They oh, the yeah. one where Elliot was giving Et a BJ too. You know, they they cut
1: yeah. There's out. quite a few scenes yeah. cut to keep it the R the uh, the uh, G rating instead of the R rating that it was going to get.
0: Anyway, no, um, you bring up. Um, sorry, I just wanted to go off track for a moment here i'm wondering Since where this is gonna up, go <laughs> don't be afraid of the dark oh yes okay it's go like, ahead i remember seeing the remake i think that was done by guillermo del toro if it I'm not was mistaken, with right? katie
1: holmes katie holmes yes. exactly so
0: i did see that i did see the remake and i thought that was pretty
1: cool okay so now i was not a fan because i love the tv one so much so i'd be curious okay. if you ever saw the tv one what you'd think of that one
0: Yeah, I'll have to look into that and see. Yeah. Yeah. I you know what like those little shadow creatures are there, and you know uh it's got like all the it's got all the other stuff. And I was like, oh wow, this is pretty good,
2: actually.
1: Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I wonder how much of it was that it wasn't the original, and I was just hard on it. Does that make sense? Because I was psyched for the I was psyched for the Guillermo one, and I was just remembering very let down. So I should give that one a second watch. And I do love Katie Holmes especially since she's broken free breaking broken free from the scientology cult. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't think she was ever into that. It was all done for Tom Cruise. I think so too and, and he's not worth that to me. <laughs> no. Cuz I cuz I love Katie. Anyway, okay, so now we've got um John, you know, in full gear and he's got these two like basically like little hench people, hench yeah, hench people to do his bidding. And um they he wants someone who will faithfully obey him and he gives them a chalice to drink from but they can't leave the triangle so the little chalice like levitates towards them
0: yeah it's like how are we supposed to drink if we can't leave the if we can't if we can't be set free from the triangle and he's like if you want to serve me you'll find a way
1: yes now did and you so
0: they yeah they levitate the cup
1: yeah now did you notice before the chalice is levitated, there's a scene where um Grizzle is talking to him and he's holding a chalice, so they like goof. Yes, okay. Thank I did
0: notice that.
1: Yeah, I'm like, what's he holding a chalice for? And then all of a sudden the chalice t- uh talk starts happening. I'm like, oh, that was a goof. Yeah, anyway, that okay. was that was a big goof. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so they've got the chalice, like we said, and then so John's all happy and um They figure out that John just wants power. Of course, that's what everybody wants when they get, you know, these evil gifts. They never want to, like, help, you know, humanity. They just want their own power. That's right. So so, um, they they realize that they've got to have the help of uh, Rebecca, and they're going to need seven other people and a full moon to make the ritual work. And it's going to be dangerous, but he's got to perform it. So we're in the library and John's reading up on everything he needs to know. And he's interrupted by a knocking at the door. So he puts on sunglasses. And it's
0: Rebecca, Becky, Bexter, mm-hmm. Becca
1: And she wants him to leave, but he refuses. And then he reveals what's under his shades. And he sees, she sees his eyes. Um, but she says he loves, but Becky says she loves him, but it's over. And we've all heard that from before from Becky, and we know that it's not going to be over. Right. Uh, and then, you know, John confesses that he loves her, and we see that the two little hench people are watching. Um, and they, it, he puts uh, Becky in a spell, and he apologizes to her. And we get another voiceover. And we realize from the voiceover that the evil has him now. And I was not shocked at all.
0: No, I wasn't.
1: No, that, now, that was not surprising. Not at all. So now we have the dinner party with all the friends back, and they're all wearing shades. Now, yep. do you, do you want to explain, Rob, why everybody's wearing shades for no reason? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
0: I can't remember if did did we record this on my end where I was telling you the
1: reason or no wait we talked about. This. Yeah, we talked about it before okay. we start recording. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason was that originally this movie was planned to be a 3D and 2D. Or no wait, originally it was planned to be filmed entirely in 3D. And the audience would put their glasses on every time the characters put their sunglasses on. The film would change from 2D to 3D. Correct.
2: And after two
0: days of filming in 3D, they changed their minds because it would be such a pain in the ass to film in 2D and 3D. So this is why there are so many scenes where people are wearing sunglasses.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Which, and I said this to Rob, I would not want to go to a movie where I had to take the glasses off and on off and on off and on i just want a 3d movie where they're on or a 2d movie where they're just not even in the room
0: yeah i think that would mess with your eyes you know continuously like going from 2d to 3d it's like uh, flipping it on and off
1: i know exactly exactly yeah so anyway so now we're here at the table and uh mark spills his drink and we see that the ghoulies are actually inside the food uh <laughs> I put in my notes that they're so fucking gross.
0: (laughs) They are. They're just, they're dripping
1: KY jelly from their nose. It's just disgusting, yeah. Um, But Becky and John are not eating while everyone else is. They're just sitting there um and then um becky's kind of roaming around but then john kind of commands her to sit and she does and dick actually questions why they're wearing glasses but that goes unanswered really and john gives the toast to all his friends and he asks them to forgive him he starts chanting and then they all drink and then suddenly
0: they appear uh in in that basement
1: yeah, it's just like they're like like a a bamf, like Nightcrawler from the X the X Men. All of a sudden, they're still standing, but now they're downstairs in the basement. Yeah, magically transported. Mm-hmm. And Grizzle and Greedy get uh, you know come down there with them. All of a sudden, they're there, and the the guests are now like draped in white, almost reminiscent of the beginning of the movie. You, you know, their faces are all shrouded in white and everything. Yeah, and now they're seated within the circle, and John's still chanting and um we see Malcolm's grave kind of like rises as everyone starts chanting
0: yeah and then you see like uh when it reaches its uh climax <laughs> i like to call it the uh malcolm pops up out of the ground as like a a skeletal creature i guess mm-hmm. and screams
1: yep yep and then um <laughs> did you notice They show kind of like a close-up of one of the ghoulies, but you can see the finger inside of the person manipulating it. Did you notice that one, too? Oh, wow. No, I didn't notice that. Oh, you got to go back. You got to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. Now, this was during the part where they're doing the chanting? It's right after, yeah, right after the corpse guy, Malcolm, busts out of the ground. And then there's a close-up of the little ghoulie. It's the fuzzy one, if I'm not mistaken you can see the finger inside of his <laughs> mouth yeah oh sweet i'm going to check that out oh, you've got like, a it. finger in your mouth exactly exactly uh, and then everything kind of goes calm and john's glasses are back on now and um <clears throat> and they, yeah they magically appeared back at the dinner table right? yep yep he makes a toast to his friends and um that's when john announces that he and becky are going to retire early and the rest of the group can pick rooms you know to to do whatever they want with sleep or whatever. So of course we have, uh, is Mike and Eddie, they decide to try to find a wine cellar because they're all about boozing it up and just enjoying themselves. Yep. And then <laughs> Dick's trying to be as all studly and, and trying to hit on a Robin. And then outside we have the true master which is the resurrected malcolm talking to the uh, ugly baby uh ghoulies cuz they look they're the mo- they're the most non animalistic looking ones to me the green ones
0: yeah they they kind of look like lizard babies
1: almost yeah and they're at the fountain he's talking to them and then we have uh, a a scene of like dick and robin in in be- in the bedroom with that creepy doll from earlier oh, yeah. Mhm. And then um we have Mark and Donna are outside by the fountain now where the master had been earlier. And um Mark's being a weirdo like he always is at the fountain and then we've got Mike and Eddie drinking and then we have Donna uh, loses losing her bracelet in the fountain and Mark decides he's going to retrieve it for her.
0: Yeah and and I wrote in my notes don't stick your hand in the water dude
1: no no but of course he does and i'm actually kind of glad because the quicker these people die the happier i will be <laughs> i'm not this is not a cast that i've grown to love i've basically grown to loathe all of them there's like no one i really particularly care for in this group of people
0: yeah you know it's like character development wise it's like none of these people are anyone that you would want to hang out with.
1: This film kind of suffers from the later Friday the 13th trope where you just get a bunch of people to die. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to care about them. They really are just to get a body count going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're um, just there for, you know, to chew the scenery until it's time for their uh, close up with a hatchet.
1: Right, like the 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 most character development is like one's got a weird voice and one wears sunglasses and one wears leather. I mean, that really is as deep as these characters go. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so the first attempt, he pulls up like a hand covered in like black goo or something. It almost looks like the stuff that oozed out of the walls in the Amityville Horror to me.
2: <laughs>
1: it's all mossy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second attempt, he is attacked by a ghoulie. Uh, and then Donna starts to scream, and then she's attacked by one as well.
0: And the uh, the two uh, the two drugged up people are like, "Wow, man, they must be having a wild
2: time out there."
1: Yeah, they make a comment that the chick's really a screamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I roll from Mark. Uh, so now we're in the bedroom, and it's implied that Dick and Robin have had sex. but you know, like he's undressed and she's got the like sheet like tucked uh, you know between her arms revealing her breast mm-hmm. or whatever so we can read into that um and um suddenly and i thought this was weird but suddenly the doll on the rocker did you notice that it had a bunch of little dolls on its lap that i don't remember being there before are you messing with me no i'm not messing with you no i'm not messing with you because walton no i, I like, did Yeah, we're like, where did all those little dolls come from? Because I really thought... I did not notice that. Yeah, I thought the doll, like, just because they were there, I thought she was going to be attacked by the little dolls. I really did. That's what I thought they were there for. But nope, nothing happened with them. Wow, no, I did not notice that part. Yeah, they're all, like, just sitting in his lap. Look for it next time. Yeah. (laughs) So we're treated to a scene of the French doors, like, blasting open as the master enters the home. And how could no one have heard that? Exactly.
0: Or how could they not have heard that? I mean, that's that's glass yeah. exploding,
1: basically. Yeah, they were also busy doing their own thing. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what Dick sees is this sexy woman coming in, and the woman beckons him to come to her, and he gives her a kiss. And then he asks, like, who are you? And her tongue, like, shoots out and wraps around his neck and strangles him, basically, with blood coming, pouring out of his neck.
2: Yeah, and
0: first of all, I would have definitely picked the brunette upstairs as opposed to that um, kind of grandma-looking uh, seductress
1: who is supposed to be. It's like, but that's just my personal preference, I guess. So I kind of want to talk to you about this. Was okay. that just uh, like a uh, like a like a figment, like a phantasm made up, or did the yeah. Most- did the master take the form of a woman?
0: I think the master, cause it's kind of like we're going into a life force territory here where, you know, the master can kind of portray the image of something that you're interested in. Clearly this guy, Dick is like really into having sex. So she's like, well, let me try to figure out what he likes. And I don't know why he would be into grandma's, but Hey, whatever floats your boat
1: so you're saying you think the man that was actually the master in a woman form
0: oh totally yeah
1: okay so i thought the same thing but to me that reminded me and i i'm hoping you've seen the movie otherwise this will make no sense reminded me of the scene in phantasm have you seen phantasm yeah (laughs) okay so the 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 uh the the graveside scene where the older brother is having sex with the hot hot chick, but it's actually the hot chick is the tall man.
3: Wow, I'm going to have to
0: watch that again oh, because I don't okay. remember that
1: part. Because that totally reminded me of that. I'm like, wow. So, yeah, watch it again. But that totally reminded me of the scene from Phantasm. Okay. Yeah, because that would be... It has to be the master because in the scene we see after that,
0: where it's revealed that you know it's actually the tongue wrapped around the guy, Mm -hmm. um, is coming from the master.
3: So okay, yeah, okay, okay,
0: yeah. yeah. So he just like uh, put on a glamour and was like, "Hey, I'm this really hot chick," and you know did that, and then the the tongue choke thing.
1: So is the master bi or pan, or does he not want to label at all? I'm just curious. I would say the master is gender fluid. Gender fluid. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm not judging. I'm just curious. Okay. All right. So um, now we have uh, Ed and Mike, and they are wanting to smoke some joints, but they need matches. So Mike goes in search of matches, and Mike is the Tim Robbins character, the sunglass guy. And... Then we flash to John. And he's apologizing to Becky, um, and she is actually wearing like a kind of almost like a spider webby bejeweled necklace. Um, and she re- he removes that and replaces it with the talisman. And then she faints, and he places her in the bed. And he says, yeah.
0: Why would he take the talisman off for some other necklace? Like if that's supposed to protect her,
1: um, no, no, why not leave it
0: on? While you put the other necklace on her as well. Yeah, right, right, right.
1: Yeah. Um, so um, he promises to tell her about in the morning and then he goes over and takes like his little crisscross applesauce position on the floor and his eyes start glowing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, Mike's still looking for his matches and he hears a noise that kind of catches his attention. And we see that little, I believe it's one of the, like you call them lizard baby thing. The green one, like kind of runs by. In the hall was the like that, that,
0: or was that one of the, the dwarven people with the helmets on their heads?
1: I I thought okay, I thought it was a ghoulie. But then okay, but then so you may be correct because after whatever runs by, he's struck on the head by um I don't remember if it's the male or the female henchman, but he gets hit on the head and he gets knocked out cold and they drag him outside.
0: Oh, that, yeah, that, okay, so what made me think it was one of the little people was because uh, he got hit by something with, I think it was Greedy Gut who did that. I think you're Um, right, too. I believe you're right. So maybe Grizzle, like, ran past the hall really fast, and the guy's like, what the hell is that? And then, like, the other one was waiting there to smash him over the head like we're in a cartoon
1: or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we have Ed going in search of beer. And uh, well, he's out of beer, so and then he goes in search of Mike. Um, but what we see is that the um, the pair, uh, Grizzle and Greedy Gut, have actually draw, uh, drug Mike outside. And um, for some reason, they're whipping the Ghoulie.
3: Did you notice that? I'm like, why are you whipping the Ghoulie? Did you notice
0: that? Oh, they were trying to capture it because I think that's the. Those, that was the creature that refused to obey the master, maybe, and they <laughs> wanted to capture it. To uh, This is my thinking, anyway. I don't know if it's true, but <clears throat> they were, you know, Grizzle was really um, torn apart, but he's like, I don't know if I want to betray him. Exactly. The true yeah. master is back. So maybe they were capturing the ghoulies that, um, uh, I forgot his name. The son summoned, okay. Jonathan, Jonathan, or Malcolm? Yes. Okay. Um, Jonathan, yeah. Okay. So that maybe they were capturing the ones that he summoned because they refused to serve Um, Malcolm. Okay. That's just my take on it.
1: See, I thought it might just be a euphemism for sex, like whipping the ghoulie. <laughs> Spanking the monkey. <laughs> so anyway, so... Um... Then we have the scene where for all intents and purposes, and I'm doing my little air-quality things here, Ed believes that he's seeing the back of Mike and he believes he, he's the the doobie. And so he goes up, but what's actually happened is um they've the the uh hench people have stacked themselves up and put on like mike's <laughs> overcoat which it's like it's like totally from like a tom and jerry cartoon or something and they're all but, staying on yeah. top of each other yeah and then they like That's attack so him. comical oh so totally yeah 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 um yeah they throw the ghoulie that they captured at him right right <laughs> so then after that we're back in the bed with robin she awakens to the ghoulies And then the clown doll like meets her at the door and it attacks and its eyes start to like kind of weep this green goo. Yeah. But she faints and then she comes out of it
0: like, okay, that was weird because I thought she was going to faint and then they would cut the scene, but we see her faint. And then her eyes open back up while the clown head splits open.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, that was so strange, but it's like, a giant ghoulie or a creature because it's not little and it yeah it to me it reminded me of like an attempted at a like creature from the black lagoon or that uh creature from the bathtub in saturday the 14th it looked aquatic to me because it had that little ridge on its head yeah it did yeah now and i it, wondered was it
0: inside that stuffed in and a stuffed doll this whole time That's so weird that it
1: just like who knows with this movie. I who knows.
0: I who knows. (laughs) These are some of the questions that come to mind when seeing it's like,
1: how long was it just doing nothing, waiting in that doll to like for a perfect moment? Which, if you think about what you're saying, that makes it even creepier to me, that something's just sitting there watching you the whole time like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's horrifying. So now we're in the basement with the master and he's called all the ghoulies to come to him. And, um, the bodies, the dead bodies are almost like inching along the floor, like inchworms.
2: Yeah.
1: I broke down slithering corpses. Yeah. It was really (laughs) weird. Yeah. And then, so like we see Dick's body doing this and then Robin kind of comes slithering out from under the bed with her throat ripped out. Yeah. And then, and, Oh, go he's ahead. you've
0: got the power of, like, uh, just snapping your fingers, like how they all transported themselves to the basement ritual chamber, mm-hmm. why didn't he just do that instead of making them crawl there for hours on end just to get into their positions, you know?
1: I think because it was creepy.
0: <laughs> Another question <laughs> that was posed to me, I was like, well, why are they wasting time on this? But
1: do you sweep the floors yourself or do you let the corpse do the work? Your your own personal roomba before there was exactly right, exactly. Um, so now we've got poor Becky waking up to find John in his crisscross position, and she runs out to see like Robin's course slithering by, and this is where she rips the talisman away from uh her neck and the little flying ghoulie attacks her. Which I got because that protection was rescinded once she ripped that thing off her neck. Exactly. And I've got to admit to you. The little flying one. I wanted more of him because I think he's my favorite Ghoulie, and that's that was not yeah, that was much. the coolest
0: looking one. Yeah,
1: yeah. So she tumbles backward down the stairs, and for all intents and purposes, she's dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Which was weird because the way she fell, it wouldn't really constitute like instant death or even a broken neck.
1: I think it was her way to get out of the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I'm done with this. My contract. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So John carries her body and. um,
3: uh, Downstairs,
1: right. And so we see all seven of the friends are in white, but they're all bloody. And he removes their hoods and to reveal that they're all dead. So now he realizes that all these people that he's gathered here are dead. And that's when Malcolm greets his son. And then, Andrew,
0: my son. Exactly.
1: and then John accuses the two henchmen of, like, basically tricking him. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was just a pawn to get Malcolm, you know, back alive. So Jonathan pulls out a sword and challenges his dad. Um, <laughs> he but challenges he, him to a duel. Right. He slaps him with a glove across the face. <laughs> <laughs> but he's no match for Malcolm. And then... Um, Jonathan basically accuses his father of killing Becky and Malcolm says that he's going to make what ha- ha- make what should have happened 25 years ago happen now because you know he should have been sacrificed and to me Jonathan looks older than 25 years but anyway 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 yeah um, yeah
0: and anyway that like 25 years and still in college I mean is is a little
1: off too yeah, right, unless he did something in between. He took like a little sabbatical yeah. and just yeah saw the world. Um, so, you know, Malcolm, by gosh darn, is going to have his youth back. Um, and then this is where John gets all sweaty and starts chanting, and the mist begins to swirl around his feet. And um, <laughs> he's like, suplex, suplex, mm-hmm. suplex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Dad's saying, like, love is weakened John. And then... Um, this is where we have Malcolm kind of like touching, Oh, cause Becky's on the altar. He like touches her hair and she arises from the altar and she begs John to take her away. And she starts to approach him.
0: Oh, and then, um, greedy, gut and grizzled. They're like, don't fall for it. It's uh, not, mm-hmm. it's not real or it's a, it's a trap. It's a trap. It exactly. Was. It's a trap. Yeah. Admiral,
1: <laughs> Ad- Admiral Akbar pops up. Um, <laughs> and then we see Malcolm, he's levitating or, uh, He's being force choked. Yeah, he levitates Jonathan and he ch- he, ch- he chokes Jonathan while he's in the air and he starts slamming him all around. And, yeah, uh, this is some Darth Vader stuff right exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. And then the Poseidon sword thing hits Malcolm in the back and we realize that Wolfgang, who's like been absent for the majority of this film, threw it... <laughs> Pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then... Um,
3: but he's no match and for Malcolm. You, right. Don't you love how
0: it's like Wolfgang appears and he's like, Ooh, hoo, hoo, ha, 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 and then he does that little vampire thing where he turns into red mist and yeah. appears like right next to Malcolm. Exactly.
1: And chokes him. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like. Oh, an- that, that was perfect, man. That was so great. And then becomes like an eye blast showdown between the two of them. Yeah, it's a, that's what
0: I wrote. I wrote like eye lightning. There's like yeah. Uh, Wolfgang has the blue lightning and Malcolm has the red lightning. So it's kind of like Star Wars. I,
1: I was just going to say, it's very Star Wars-y, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then we see the house is starting to quake and everything. And Wolfgang yells, get out while you can. I'm like. And you they're really just standing there like idiots. Because I have, let's watch.
0: Yeah, let's watch. Get out while you can. I'm holding them off with all my might, but they're just like,
1: uh, what are we supposed to do? Mm -hmm, Exactly, exactly. Um, And then um, the master cackles and there's a blue lightning bolt and strikes both of them and the men, they just disappear. (laughs) And I truly hate this in movies. I truly do, but I realize there's a PG-13 film. All the friends wake up and they're a little woozy, but they're just fine. And Jonathan and Becky flee and their friends follow suit and they all head to their cars. But the dwarves, they leave the dwarves, like, do they inherit the house or something? Like what's going on, you know? Yeah, who knows.
3: (laughs) Now, did you notice the cars
1: they got into? No, I didn't. One of them had like a pink car that was amazing. It was so cool looking. I really liked the pink car. It was really awesome. Anyway, so the cars tear off and they leave the leave the hench people behind. And um, <laughs> Mike's in the car with um John. John's driving and Becky's shotgun. And uh, Mike kind of sits up, he's like, What's going on? And Be- uh Becky's like, Is it is it really over? And the last oh, scene we then- have the ghoulies popping up in the back seats. Yep, <laughs> and uh is
0: that where the uh Tim Robbins lookalike mm-hmm. was freaking out because the Ghoulies popped up out of the backseat? Exactly. And then we had a freeze frame and the credits started rolling.
3: Yep. Yep. That would be it.
0: Yeah, so I'm wondering, I haven't seen Ghoulies 2 in a very, very, very long time. So would that take place immediately after the events of this one? And we come back to see um What's his? Not Malcolm. His his name is John, right? John is the son. Yes, Jonathan. Okay, yeah. So we see John with his uh, his summoned ghoulies, and they they try to adjust to normal life, <laughs> something like that.
1: So the only thing I'm going to say is if that is the case. It's a different actor because um, the uh, the thespian that plays Jonathan only came back for part four. Oh, okay. So in my mind, part. Two, has Grizzle and Greedy Gut, like you said, they inherit the mansion, and they can't afford it on their own, so they turn it into like a sex dungeon, and they make the (laughs) ghoulies perform acts with willing participants. They turn it into a freak sex show. Exactly. That's my idea of what happens. I could be totally wrong.
0: And they've got another guy who looks like Eric Roberts to play the part of Jonathan.
1: I actually think Eric Roberts would do that movie.
0: I'm surprised that they didn't get Eric Roberts. Yeah, because Eric
1: Roberts seems like he'll do pretty much anything now these days.
0: Well, no, even back then he was in a lot of
3: weird movies. Oh, yeah. Eric Roberts, totally. Okay, so Rob, did you enjoy the movie? (laughs) I did. It's goofy as hell, but it's fun. And then would you recommend it to others? Um, Probably, but like I I
0: would recommend it to everybody who listens to this show if they're looking for a fun night and they don't have to think
1: about too much. It would definitely be a like a gateway horror film, you know, for younger viewers wanting that are interested in horror. You know, because yeah. it is PG-13, so it's not going to be like, you know, faces ripped off and anything like that. Because even the monster attacks, I, I'm trying to think, I don't think that, well, I guess Robin's neck being ripped open. But there's not really a lot of war and violence. Um, like, yeah, there was very little violence. Blood. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah I, I think, you know, younger kids could see it. Like, is it PG-13? I think you could have a younger person watch it and be okay with it.
0: Yeah, that's how I was able to get into the movie theater near my house to see that. And I was only like
3: eleven years old or twelve.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm.
3: Um. How about you? Would you recommend it? Um. I think if I like,
1: if I wanted if I wanted to break up with Walt and I couldn't figure out how to say it with (laughs) words.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. So this movie is your raw head.
1: Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, uh, um, (laughs) would I recommend it? Um, like I said, it would be a gateway. I also, okay, before I say this, you realize that, no matter what you feel about a movie, it's someone's favorite movie. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. someone out there who like has a Ghoulie tattoo and they live for this movie. Um, for me, it's it's a little too silly. It's a little too now. I, before this comes out of my mouth, I realize that there's tons of low budget movies that I love. This one, I just the Ghoulie's design. I, and execution was just a little too su- something for me. I didn't, it didn't click with me. So would I recommend it? Yeah, sure. If you're looking for something silly um, and kind of like a, like a no brainer, you don't really have to think about like, you could throw it on like at a party or something. Yeah. For all, for all intents and purposes. Yes. That would totally fit that bill. Um mm-hmm. It's not scary. You're not going to get, like, scares or anything like that. It really is suitable for younger audiences. Um, If you like creature features, it has creatures in it. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. So um, would I recommend it? Yes. if, If you've gone through, like, Critters gremlins um that kind of thing and you're still looking for things of that ilk to watch yeah by all means you know pop on ghoulies and see what you think of it um so yeah i would like you said people that follow this show that are into monsters and things like that you probably should see ghoulies before you pass away just to say that you've seen it you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. and fans of 80s films i think would, would would enjoy it um So, yeah, or like people that are really into Charles. If you're really into Charles Band types of movies, I think you would love this. Um, It's not on the level of Puppet Master, um, but it is very Charles Band. Like it it has Charles Band all over it to me, even though it was directed by um, someone else. So, yeah, I think I would recommend it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, so you can put the gun down now, Rob. (laughs) Oh no way!
0: That's um, it. We're doing we're doing virus nonstop from this point. Out. <laughs> every
1: episode is every, virus.
0: Every episode is about Jamie Lee Curtis and
3: virus. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Sutherland.
1: <laughs> oh Jamie! Um, now it, uh, next time when they join us, uh, we're going to be covering Dead Heat with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo.
0: Oh yes. One of Now I hope that now my memories of this movie are good but it's been a couple of decades so I hope it you know lives up to the younger me's hype.
1: Now me it's been if I'm not mistaken it's been within the last year <clears throat>
0: and I really oh, enjoyed Oh really? It. Okay.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I saw this movie in the early 90s so
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a thing for Treat Williams and it's got Vincent Price in it so it checks oh, so we gotta do we gotta do Deep Rising one time then? Oh my gosh, I would love to. Yeah, I would love to see it. Although I will admit, I actually thought it was a porn starring Treat Williams, so I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Rising from the deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's got uh, Femke Jensen in it, right? Oh, and I, I had such a huge crush on her. I love like, her. I watched the faculty just for her.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and then That's was it like? Sh- Oh, uh not 13 ghosts, the other one. Haunted- uh, Josh Hartnett was in it. Um Haunted uh Haunted Hill. The House on Haunted Hill, wasn't she in that Oh yeah, now? House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I think yeah. she was in that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was. She was the she was
0: the one giving out the invitations.
1: Yeah, yeah. The really uh hateful wife. Yeah. Yeah. And of course she's Phoenix, Jean Gray. Yep. Yeah. No, I really like Femke. Yeah, she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. In a
0: lot. the '90s, she was like super, like super hot, and just like her star was all over the place. She was exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. She was she was in everything, which was fine by me. I really did like her. Yeah. Yep. So and now, Jennifer
0: Love Hewitt, man. Oh, she just was another too. one. Yeah. Yeah, she was in a lot of movies. I know what you did last night. Last number.
1: <laughs> Jeez, I can't even talk anymore. Yeah. I she still the- know what you did. <laughs> Which actually I prefer the second one. I know this is going to get me killed. I prefer the second one over the first one. I like the first one, but there's something about the second one that I really enjoy with Brandy and uh, Jack Black. Yeah. I think Well, Jack
0: Black playing a stoner. I thought that was perfect. That was so weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But I really liked Brandy's character in that I just, I really liked her a lot anyway. Yeah. Um, But okay, so I'm not being mean.
3: But I think Femke
1: is a stronger actress than Jennifer. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. I think her range is wider, and nothing against Jennifer. I'm not being mean. You know, nothing against Jennifer at all. I just think that Femke's got like a wider range that she can do, or that I've seen her do. Oh,
0: I would totally agree because, like, I would, I can picture Jennifer Love Hewitt, like. I mean I know she's done The Ghost Whisperer and she just seems like the the daytime soap opera kind of actress whereas uh K Jensen is more of like a well-rounded actress
2: maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah but nothing against you know nothing against Jennifer I really do enjoy her her oof of work and yeah but okay so before this becomes <laughs> <laughs> an hour long debate between more. right between uh, Jennifer and Femke yeah. um if you and i think this is where we're at now if you want to reach us i am always on instagram at midnight mass creature cast and i appreciate the uh, followers that we've been getting over there so thank you guys for that that means a lot to us
0: and that's very cool have you been getting um much interaction on yes that? a little bit yes which i always love oh very nice mhm and yeah, if you want to contact us via email, you can send an email to mmccpod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, give us give us some insight what you want to, you know, what you would want to hear us covering maybe, or things that you like about the show or, you know, whatever. And if you want to talk to us, that's the way to get both of us because I will forward it to Mark and, you know, we'll talk to you.
1: hmm if you want to debate who's better femke or jennifer we would love to hear you (laughs) chime in on that yeah if you want to see a death match between
0: uh, jansen and uh, jennifer love hewitt you know just going at it a dance-off a dance-off yeah (laughs) like jennifer love hewitt in standing in the rain saying come and get me i'm right here
1: exactly exactly (laughs) And then Femke goes all Dark Phoenix and that's the end of everything. <laughs> it just wipes out humanity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Except for Cher. Cher would still still be here. Um, yeah, because Cher is unkillable. She is. She's unstoppable. Um, so that's the end of this uh, silliness. I and Rob appreciate you joining us because the more the scarier.
0: That's right. And until next...
1: Oh, did we announce the movie that we're doing next week? We sure did. A Dead Heat. Oh, geez, sorry, my brain. That's okay. You're fine. You're
0: fine. <laughs> Anyhow, until until next time, uh, stay spooky.